Hey y'all, hey tribe, hey sisters, welcome to Censored Sunday with the Resilient Me, your host, Sharice Shy Holmes. So today I'm actually only covering one topic. I know you guys are used to three steps to this and five steps and seven tips and four strategies, but today I'm talking about one thing and one thing only. So on Friday, I think it was, I posted a reel on Instagram that talked about me working out. And the the effect of the reel, what I was saying in it is that one of the biggest mistakes of women business owners is that they ignore their bodies so that they can run their businesses. But we shouldn't look at working out like, oh, I got my workout in in spite of my business, but that I got my workout in because of my business. That completely changes the perspective, the view, the lens in which we view workouts. So today is going to be storytelling day. I'm going to share with you guys how this one workout that I was doing completely unlocked. It basically unlocked. I think I was doing this workout back in March. So it, it manifested so many things for me now in the month of November that I had no idea. Actually, no, this was not March. This was pre-pandemic, so it was like February. I mean, it was before they announced we were in a pandemic. This was definitely like February of this year. So I want to share with you guys how important your workout is because I think as women, we do know. We do know the importance of working out, taking care of our bodies, eating right, um, practicing self-care, having some sort of mental health routine, whether that's meditation or journaling, we know, we know, we know, we know, okay? We have all the data, we have all the stats, but it's one thing to know and not do. That means you you still honestly just don't know. So I wanna share something with you on a deeper level that I just like literally put together. So I was putting together some notes for the podcast. I had the idea and I was gonna give you guys some Three areas, you know, biggest mistakes of uh, women business owners when it comes to their personal well-being. Um, but I think this working out deserves a segment of its own. And hopefully at the end of this podcast, this will resonate with you. And you'll be able to shift your perspective on why you work out and look at it more as a treat for yourself rather than, you know, something that you dread. Okay, so here goes the story. Back in February, I was, this is again pre-pandemic, so I had gotten really conditioned to working out alone. So I was already doing workout videos. Pop Sugar is one of my favorites. And I used to go to YouTube on Pop Sugar and I would just find, you know, workouts that resonated with me. So I was doing this um, one workout and... I remember this like as clear as day. We were on the floor doing Spider-Man push-ups and I remember my arms wanting to buckle, okay? Like I forgot what round we were on, but I had already done these at least once or twice before. And so this was like the final kill it burnout round. And I was going down into the final like five or six Spider-Man push-ups that we had left in the circuit 
And I remember saying, like, my body was like, yo, you can't do anymore. Like, this is it. Just tap out. This is pre-recorded. Nobody's going to see you at home. You're alone. Nobody cares. And I don't know about y'all, but, like, I have learned to experience the presence of God outside of church, outside of even my prayer time or the quote-unquote space I give him, right? But I've, I've learned how, and this is a gift that, you know, I think the Lord has given me. I've learned how to experience his presence and power in just like the simplest thing. So in the middle of my workout, I felt, you know, this strength kind of come upon me and out of my mouth, it, like, it wasn't even a thought that I had thought first and then decided to say it. Before I knew it, my mouth opened up and I was like, there is more. And I remember every push-up, I was like, there is more. There is more in me. I have something left to give. I'm not done yet. Y'all, I was talking to myself like I was a coach. <laughs> I was a whole personal trainer. And I remember like saying that last set and then collapsing to the floor. And I was like, wow, I killed that. And not only did I kill it, but my arm stopped buckling. And... I remember laying on the floor like, where did that come from? Like, that's not even me. I don't talk to myself when I work out. I'm not that person. I listen to the girl on the woman on the screen. Three more, five more. Come on, guys. Don't give up. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm used to. And that's why I let do talking and I just, you know, do my best. And I was like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? And as I was laying on the floor, I was like, that was God. Like that was the God in me expressing what I have more of. And so I was like, okay, God, clearly that needed to be said in this workout. But I think it was beyond just this workout. So I'm having this conversation. Like what else? There's something in me that I have more to give of that I, I clearly didn't think that I had to give. And so that's when it dawned on me. I started thinking and meditating on that, that I had actually developed, you know, some, some limiting beliefs. And y'all know how I talk about this a lot, limiting beliefs and stories that we tell ourselves. And I thought, you know, I had made some decent money in the resilient me, but you know, maybe this was all that I was going to make in the resilient me. And, you know, if I wanted to go to that next level, I was going to have to work harder I was going to have to hustle harder. I was going to have to grind. I was going to have to do things that I just didn't really want to do. I would have to give up more of my time and kind of like be chained to the business. And that's not what I wanted, you know? And so in my mind, I was like, this is literally all I can give. And I guess if this is all I can give, then I guess this is all I'm going to make from this business. And the Lord like took me to this space where he was like, you know, you have more to give and it doesn't have to be a grindy, hustly type thing. You don't have to feel icky about creating more space for the resilient me. And I was like, okay, God, all right. All right, I can do this. I can do this. And I was like, you know, just like I was doing that Spider-Man push-up, and I found this other level of strength that I did not feel in the first couple, you know, in the last set, in the first couple um, counts that came out of nowhere. And so I started to, to think about this, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am the reservoir. And if God is my unlimited source and inexhaustible supply, 
there is always more, Sharice. There is always more. And that blew me away. Like I was trying to work the resilient me in my, ooh, this is touching me even as I talk. I've been trying to work the resilient me in and of my own strength. And in that moment, God was like, I have so much more to give you and to show you if you would just let me be your supply, if you would just let me be your source. You've brought it this far, but I got more to give you you know stop doing it in Sharice's strength Sharice's might Sharice's spirit Sharice's wit stop trying to like force this thing to work in a manner in which I haven't called it to be and I was like okay I open up like I surrendered in that moment I said I open up I open up and whatever more looks like for the resilient me because I was like y'all I've given God all I can give (laughs) like I did YouTube, I got the podcast going, I got Instagram going at least five days, six days a week. I've got, you know, emails going out, text messages going out. I created the journal, like, I got the Facebook group. I'm doing a book club, y'all. I felt like I was doing the most and not really reaping the rewards I had desired to see. And that it was like capped. It felt like there was a cap on the group. There was a cap on the resilient me. And I just really didn't know how to do it. And so God, I I think I should go back and look at the Instagram post because I actually did a whole post on your more will not be wasted. But I'm about to get into that with you guys. So I said, okay, God, I surrender. Okay, I open up. So there's more for me to give. And it doesn't have to look like me adding Twitter or me adding some other means of social media that drains me. Y'all, I've said this a lot and I really feel like God is is recrafting my my desires. But y'all know I've I've said multiple times that I am a self-proclaimed introvert. I'm starting to think that that's shifting now. And I think that my introvertedness actually came from some pain that I had experienced. And so I had taken on the cloak of being an introvert because it was safe, because I didn't have to engage or connect with people and risk getting my heart broken. And so it was a posture of safety and security rather than just a natural thing that flowed through me. I mean, like I have so many stories of my family when I like when I was little of me being so open and talkative to strangers. Like that wasn't my like I wasn't born an introvert, y'all. Like I was born Miss personality and I used to tell my family you know when I grow up I'm gonna be famous everybody's gonna know my name and I'm gonna live in New York like that that like when you hear stories about how you were as a child and you look at how you are as an adult and he's like who was that girl <laughs> I remember like my grandma telling me this like four or five years ago and like are you you gotta be kidding me like uh, New York oh it's so crowded oh, it's dirty like who cares you know people need to know my name like I don't even really want to connect with people like that I just want to work with a small group of people you know and I feel like as I've healed over these past four or five years that part of me has started to drift away so going back to me being the reservoir and God being my unlimited source and supply I realized y'all and one of my friends was telling me this when I first started the resilient me she was like what is it what is it what is it what are you you know I was like it's a community for women to come together and you know achieve our goals and we can work on things with our body and our money 
and our business, right? I'll help women achieve their goals, but I only wanted to do it in a group format. That was like my hard and fast rule. I only wanted to do it in a group format. And so I was listening um, to the word that God gave me that, you know, there is more Then it shifted from there is more to your more would not be wasted. And I said, okay, so there's some deeper underlying issues to this limiting belief that I have going on about me having to work hard, hustle hard, whatever, to really get the resilient me to pop. And I was like, okay, why do I, if you're telling me my more will not be wasted, that means that there were times that I gave more and it was wasted. Listen, y'all, again, this is all back to the Spider-Man pushups. I <laughs> have this like massive revelation. And that's when I realized the reason that I didn't want to work with women one-on-one was because I had had previous mentor-mentee relationships, more than one, that I thought failed, that I thought was a waste of my time, resource, energy, prayers, money I invested, all of it. I thought that it was wasted and it scarred me, y'all. Like it scarred me to the point where I was just like, yeah, no, I don't want to work with women one-on-one. They don't want to listen to me. Like I had all these limiting beliefs about what women would and would not do with me. And so I was like, they're going to do what they want to do anyway. They're going to come waste my time, drain me of my energy, ask me for help, ask me for advice, and then go right back outside and do whatever the hell they want to do. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So I said, I don't mind sewing on a group level. I will give knowledge. I will share wisdom. I'll give advice. I'll share tips and strategies on a group level. But if it comes to me, listen, this is what happens. If it comes to me being open and vulnerable and connecting with these women one-on-one and really allowing myself to pour in, to pour out one more time. I said, God, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And so, y'all, the Resilient Me has been going two years strong now. October was our anniversary. Whoop, whoop, two years in on the tribe. And it was capped. Like, my ability to really have an impact or reach felt capped. And I know that the reason why it was capped is because I was walking around with this limiting belief that I did not want to help women one-on-one anymore. I just didn't want to do it. And so when I was doing this workout and God told me that I have more and that my more would not be wasted, I said, okay, God, I surrender and I'm going to let you do whatever it is that you have to do. Now, in my mind, I knew God was talking about one-on-one mentorship, but I was like, I don't want to mentor people, you know, but if you want me to work with women one-on-one, you send me somebody, I'll work with them. That also led to me attending an online virtual conference this happened in April an online virtual conference where I had I met with a coach during this conference and we met for like 45 minutes and the first thing he said to me he was like Sharice I feel like you have your niche down you have your target market down you're really clear on what you want to offer He's like, but I feel like for you, you need to be working with women one-on-one. And I was like, ah! (laughs) Now, mind you, the stuff that God told me was in February. And we still in April, I'm like, ah, okay, okay. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, okay, fine. 
I was like, okay, so what's your suggestion? Because I was like, I don't really know how to go about doing this. You know, do I just start saying I'm offering stuff or whatever, one-on-one? He was like, I think you should just get certified as a life coach. And I was like, all right, bet, I'm gonna do it. So I said, okay, God, I'm gonna go ahead and get this certification, which was a couple thousand dollars, y'all. All right, so I go in obedience and worried about how much money it was going to cost me to get this certification because I'm like, Lord, I, this is a huge investment in my business right now. I've invested in other things. I've paid a couple thousand dollars, but this is a certificate, God. Like, it's not guaranteeing me money. <laughs> and because I'm such a, like... I'm an, like my degree is in accounting and business. Of course, you're thinking like, what's my ROI? What's my return on investment for getting this certification? And so I was hesitant. I was fearful. I sat down. I talked with a friend and they kind of like helped walk me through it. And, you know, I, again, I had to come back to, you know what? I'm a bet on me. I'm a bet on me. I'm a bet on the fact that this is what I'm supposed to do. So I really feel like the reason why the resilient me didn't really hit like I wanted to hit when I first launched it is because I had these limiting beliefs about what I would and would not do with women. And when I tell you guys this past month or past, I would say the past couple months where I've really, you guys have seen me kind of positioning myself as a life coach and being more verbal about it and even like unlocking the door to the part that lights me up the most is, is being a business coach. Y'all like my revenue I have to like sit down and do the math on this, but I feel like it's 10 X like seriously when I got into alignment with what God wanted me to do and positioning myself to surrender, even in the face of resistance, in the face of fear, in the face of doubt, past experiences and failures, y'all, I just surrendered and submitted and said, yes. That has totally transitioned my business. But how do we get here, y'all? Through a workout. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, there, there are things that you, and I've always, I think I've always approached workouts because I've been really good about working out three to four days a week for like the last three years, like it's become a habit for me. And I feel weird if I don't work out, like I have to be not feeling good. But I think in my mind, and this is where you can apply this in your life. I think in my mind, I was detaching my workouts from my business, from, you know, outside of the, just the normal health benefits of being strong and flexible being able to move your body in a way in which it was made. I never really looked at it as like, this should be a piece. This should be, you know, you know you how you have like a toolkit and you can open up the toolbox and you got pliers and you got a screwdriver and you got, um, what do you call it? A measuring tape and you've got plumber things and wrenches and nails and you got all this stuff, right? To help you take care of your property, take care of your house, whatever it is. I never looked at workouts as part of my tool set to help my mind and my business and my body. I always looked at it like a separate thing. As if it were some ancillary item that I had to do to be healthy, right? I was determined, like, I made this switch in my mind, like, I'm going to do what it takes to be a healthy woman. 
but I never looked at it as an asset in my toolbox that will ever unlock my business. Never would I ever have imagined that pushing through in a workout would help me. Now you do think of it from the perspective, okay, if I learn how to push through when I'm in pain, if I learn how to push through when there are high levels of resistance in this workout, of course, mentally, like you're developing some level of mental toughness and grit. And so that 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 uh, mentality is transferable. But the fact that I was able to take words that came out of my mouth in a workout and somehow get to my limiting belief and then somehow surrender and release the resistance that has we in November, nine months later, like a baby, <laughs> nine months later, produce a result that I would have never been able to fathom is like beyond me. Like that's how amazing God is. Like everything, a part of your life is, it works out for your good, y'all. It works out for your good. So I want to ask you, what lens do you view your workouts? You know, I know some of us like, oh, I have an injury, my foot, my back, my knee. Y'all, my grandma, who is 77 years old, gets up at 5 a.m. to go to the pool to work out. She actually has weights and everything. She takes them to the pool to work out. And that allows her the opportunity that even in her body, at the age in which she's at, to still push, to still dr- to still thrive and drive. The question is like, how much of this is really truly important to you? And are you, like I was, keeping your workout separate from the tool set? As if it were like, brushing your teeth I mean brushing your teeth actually does have some good benefits I mean obviously we don't want cavities and germs take over our mouth and gingivitis and all that but it's it's almost like one of those things like I have to do it (laughs) it's a requirement but when you look at it as something that's an asset that really changes the perspective it's an investment in an asset like buying a diamond ring or you know a car to get you back and forth you treat those things differently because they're assets for you they actually you in your mind you looked at them as being helpful and supportive in your journey so you treat them differently what if you treated your workouts in the same fashion so I want to encourage you sis like if you've been slacking I know we've had so much going on mentally emotionally and y'all when the pandemic originally hit my desire to work out has would like has never been that bad before but it almost went to no and so what I did is I know that you you need to reduce the barriers to resistance this is what I want to say when it comes to working out you don't have to do a grindy workout I was used to like lifting weights and spider-man push-ups and you know you know these like really hard three minute planks I've done planks for five minutes straight like I used to be the grindy like get it get it done type workout girl but when the pandemic hit I had to find a way to reconnect with what brings me joy and y'all what brings me joy 
Like, I don't even have to think about it. And we'll look up and be like, dang, I just finished 30 minutes. And that was nothing to me. It's dancing. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I don't care about quote unquote gains right now or like getting cut in my arms. Like I found Kiera Lachey. Uh, well, actually, I've been was following Kiera Lachey off and on for some years with her workouts. But she started doing live quarantine workouts four days a week. And I said, you know what? I don't need my arms to be buff. If she's going to dance and she's going to be live, I need that right now. So I let go of my old workout routine and I leaned into something that made me feel good. Maybe that's what you need to do. Like, don't make it so forceful that you bring up so much resistance to even putting on your tennis shoes or your workout clothes and doing it. Like, I had someone else tell me, like, oh, Sharice, I can't work out because I like to be around other people. I was like, girl, if you don't call your friend and tell her to come over to your house. Like, she was like, I usually go with my friend to the gym. And ever since COVID happened, the gyms got shut down or reduced capacity. We don't go anymore. I said, if you don't call your friend and tell her to come on over to your house three times a week, y'all set the date and the specific time. And y'all do this workout video together. You literally, like, what excuse do you have at that point? You know? But we just don't look at it as a benefit. We don't. And so we put it on the back burner and we treat it like uh, like vacuuming the floor. Like, I'll get to it eventually, you know. I'll try once a week or twice a week if you have animals. <laughs> it's just like a, like a chore. You look at your workout like a chore instead of an asset in your toolkit that can definitely unlock levels in you that you normally would not. It's like untapped potential that you can express in your workouts. And so that that moved me into a space that I am at right now. So I want to I wanted to share this story with you so that you could get clear well, what does your workout mean to you? Do you dread it? Do you look at it as something that is an asset to you to your business to your body, you know, being able to function and move and enjoy, you know, this life that God has given us? Like this is a gift. How do you want to treat it? How do you want to treat what's possible? And let me also say this, that running a business is like no joke, especially, especially if you're doing this solo right now. Like it's taxing sometimes. If you're not working out, that level of endurance is just not there. And you're going to feel like you're in a state of constant drain and burnout. Like when you work out, there's all kinds of hormones and endorphins that are released in your body so that you can heal serotonin that lifts your mood. Like there's literal benefits to working out that are released in your body. So find out what is easy for you to lean into as far as a workout. If you're like, I'm injured, trees, I can't. Okay, go to the pool. You know, if you black girl, put your shower, your shower, not your shower cap. <laughs> no, please don't go to the pool with the shower cap on. Put your swim cap on and go on out to the pool and do what you can. Find a way for you to get back into moving your body. This is one thing I've noticed in a, in a lot of the clients that I've been coaching is that they don't, we're so disconnected to our body. And you disconnect to your body, you're also disconnected to your emotions and your feelings. Like, you know what? 
I'm getting riled up just thinking about this. That's a whole nother podcast. Y'all, we need to learn how to reconnect to our bodies. We have literally cut ourselves off from feeling things in general, which means we physically cut ourselves off from things in our body as well, especially if you experience trauma in certain areas or parts of your body, you know? Oh, there's so much there. I could literally keep going right now, but I won't. <laughs> I'll have to break this up into another another discussion of on the podcast. So, um, I forgot what I started off. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this so I can come up with the title. <laughs> but I hope this touched you. I hope this inspired you. I hope this gave you some a new lens into which you can look at your workouts. Like what can you imagine if you are literally blocking yourself off from receiving some level of insight or revelation because you refuse to work out? Did I, the way God works everything together for our good. Man, I could have never fathomed this. Never. Like, I would think that kind of revelation would come in like prayer or meditation or journaling or or, or time talking to my life coach or time talking to a friend or you know, someone that could draw it out of me and the workout is what drew it out of me. And I am forever grateful for that. So I want to remind you, your body is important, queen. Your body is important. This is the only temple that we get to hang out in until the last breath. How are you treating your temple? You know, like think about it. The way you treat your house is it clean? Do you dust regularly? Do you clean it regularly? You keep your clothes washed. You don't have food laying all around. You don't have, um, what do you call it? Ants running rampant, you know, mice, rats, uh, roaches, right? You keep your, you keep your house clean. You take care of it. You decorate it even. Why would we treat inanimate objects better than we treat our own temple hmm why would you treat your countertops better than you treat your physical body think about it like that we got to get re-centered and we got to get refocused on what is important keeping your house is important but taking care of your temple is just as important if not more than more important okay so I want you all to let me know what you thought about this episode. Y'all can, I get DMs. Y'all can DM me on Instagram or send me an email or send me a message, you know, however you want to do it. And let me know what you thought about this episode. I hope that it it challenged you. I hope that you felt love <laughs> in what I'm saying. And let me know if you are recommitting to reconnecting with your body. Getting out there, moving it. All right, that is all I have for you this week. Let's say our affirmations together. I am wanted. I am loved. I belong. I will be back next week. Have a million dollar week. <laughs>